normal pattern. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make words up. Like, uh. well, welcome back to the angry nation podcast y'all tis i your favorite angry american and uh tonight we got a special guest for you guys uh i've been wanting to do this for a while clay and uh, and i'm glad we're finally pulling it off we got clay martin in the house tonight guys and uh we've got t here as usual he's almost always here he's not like our other com- compatriots who you know uh-huh. show up randomly. my social life is not as awesome as theirs are evidently yeah, right uh, they are they are pretty busy guys. Um, we might social see Sue butterfly. later. I still don't know about Emery. So what's that? I said the social butterflies, Sue and Emery. The social butterflies. Yeah, yeah. So, but tonight, yeah, guys, tonight we have got Clay in the house. How you doing, Clay? I'm doing great, brother. I'm glad to be here too, man. It's been a, it's been a long time coming. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. To, to finally get to sit down and talk, you know. I mean. Uh, well, before we get into much, let's let's give them the the basic rundown of of, of who you are, uh, a little bit of your bona fides and that kind of thing, so everybody gets a feel for who who they're listening to here, real quick. Yeah. So you want me, so, to, you want me, you want me to run the yeah, ball? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Run that out, just so everybody has an idea of who you are exactly, and then we're going to talk about some fun shit. Awesome. So uh, I had a you know long military career. I was a uh, reconnaissance Marine, scout sniper in the Marine Corps. Um, my GT score went up, so I cross decked the Army. I went straight into uh, Special Forces, and I was in Special Forces for I don't know ten years. Uh, finally, medically retired around fifteen years. While I was there, I was in a, uh, a specialized counterterrorism unit, so I was an assaulter and a sniper there. And then I went on. I taught uh, assaulters and snipers both. I taught SOTIC level ones. As a contractor, then I, I also did some teaching and stuff. I was a contract instructor for force recon for close quarter battle and uh, sniper stuff. And uh, oh, while wow. I was at the schoolhouse, yeah, and then while I was at the schoolhouse, I got bored, so I picked up a competitive shooting and became a professional three gunner. And I kind of rode that out until I retired from the army. Nice. So I did a little nice. bit of gun stuff. Man, a little light, a little light. You got anything else? That, that's it. Yeah, that's, that was yeah, it. Just you know, I handled a gun or two. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did that stuff for a while. I got out. I didn't really want to do the gun thing like like that anymore, especially after I had kids. So I kind of got into uh, journalism. I was a longtime writer for uh, for Guns America. I was a staff guy for them. So I did a bunch of oh, you know, cool. product review and R and D that kind of stuff. Uh, while I was doing that, I, I actually got tired of like the the journalism because it's it's extremely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking? It's tiring. Like it, it drags, man. You gotta. I mean, you're in it all day, yeah. every day. It's a grind. It's it a is. Grind. It's a grind. It becomes one yeah. after a while. You know, when you have that job, people are like, "Oh, you play with guns all day." Like, yeah. And then I take a hundred pictures of them and write all this stuff. You know, it gets. It does get old. So while yeah. I was doing that, I, I decided I was like, you know what? I bet I could do some of this uh, novel writing stuff. So I was basically writing the equivalent of a novel every three months, just about AR-15s. So I was like, let's try that. Yeah. So uh, I, I did that, and it was uh, it was kind of just a natural progression for me. And so now I've written uh, three novels and two survival books. Nice. And what survival books they are, too, because uh, I know they are extremely popular. Um, I've, I've listened to both of them more than once because, you know, I don't have time to sit and read. If I'm sitting and reading, I should be writing. 
So right. the only time I get to do books is in the truck when I'm on a drive. <laughs> I'll, I'll do audio books. So like I'm leaving for Oklahoma in the morning. So um, which reminds me, I need to figure out what I'm going to float into the into uh, Audible for the ride. So um, and your 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 last what was was when got your last one? That was my last one. Yeah. So that was uh, so I did, okay. I did two fiction, two survival, and then I went back to you know sort of fiction with the uh, with the Wendigo book. That was a that was a very interesting book, dude. Like you said that, that <laughs> it came to you like in a fever dream. Uh, and, and I'm really curious about where that book came from because sure. to me that have you read it yet, T? I know I mentioned it to you guys. Have you read that one yet? I have not had the chance. Like I said, I'm waiting for the EMP to take everything out digital and electrical so I can start on my hardbacks. Start reading your books. Um <laughs> How did how did that how did that manifest itself that story because the kind of the way you described how it came to you like I'd like a little bit more in background on that and and then sure. as far as you'd like to go into to sure. the the statements you're making in there sure. you're you're making some pretty powerful ones pretty, pretty bold some, ones right really powerful ones yeah it, it's a it really is. It's, it's a fair question as long as we got a few minutes to let go into it because it's kind of a long story. But yeah, uh, yeah. so like I said, we're we're easy. Cool. So I, I put that introduction in there, and, and people asked me after after I did after I read the book, like, was that marketing hype? You know, it sounds like some some we're, we're six minutes. It sounds like some horse shit, actually. Like you know, oh, you had a vision, and then the, come on, man, that's that's not real life. Especially because I'm not, especially prior to this, what I would call exactly a spiritual dude. You know what I mean? That's not that wasn't I'm not out there, you know, being the guru for that stuff. That was never my uh, my thing. Uh, in fact, it's a, a theme that's not picked up in any of my other books at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way different thing. <laughs> right. right. So it's, it's, a, it's a wild departure. And uh, so it was fair. People ask that. But no, man, that that really was. It really did come exactly like that, like a like a vision. And uh, the weirdest part about it is one. I didn't actually want to write that book. I was I was scared to write that book because of the things that are said. I'm like, I'm going on. Mm. It's not like I'm not on some lists already. But I'm going on all the fucking lists for this. Like, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like I got people going. Yeah, you're on Epstein list, writing shit like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and you're you're 60 seconds in, so we're good. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we're, we're six and a half minutes in. We're oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Golden. <laughs> Well, this book definitely felt like one of those like move off the target deck and onto the deck of cards, and that's like never where you want to be. Yeah, like, <laughs> like like now yeah. you're in the fifty-two. Like yeah, like yeah, like, uh, like guys that know what they're doing know your name. Like ah shit, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I well, for I all of us that haven't, I mean, how about a teaser sample? I mean, what are we talking here? Give give us give us a little tidbit. Well, so for those that don't know, um, it's it's Wrath of the Wendigo is the name of the book, um, and it's a Futuristic sort of a scenario, uh, civil war in the United States is, but it goes really deep uh, into the people that run this country. So uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. There we go. And if you guys have comments for Clay specifically, either about the story or about any of his books, or just a question for him, if you put hashtag Wendigo in the comment, uh, we'll save those and we'll do a little Q and A here at the end, like we like to do, guys. So, so yeah, tonight awesome. we're talking rapid Wendigo at the moment. So. Pick up at where you left off there, Clay. I just wanted to okay. make sure I understood where we were at. Perfect. I appreciate it. So, uh, so I didn't want to write the book. I was like, and I was kind of, 
I was making excuses. I was like putting it off and it did come. It was like a already like a vision in my head. It, I, I don't see these things, I guess, the way that some other people, I didn't like see it, see it, but it was a, a form story already in my head that I couldn't ignore. I didn't want to do it. So a bunch of weird shit started happening when I like refused to write this book, basically, because that's what it came to. <laughs> I actually remember one of the days, uh, I've told this story multiple times, but it's absolutely true. I was like, fuck it, I'm not doing it. And uh, so the next thing I know, I'm building a deck for my wife because that's how life goes. Like, if you're not going to do your job, you yep. can do her job, right? <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Works. Oh, you're bored? So, you're bored? All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, yeah. it's a list, a list of stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> the list of things, the right. perpetual list of things. Yeah, I know. Well. So, anyways, I'm holding the drill, and I'm holding it in a weird way that I never hold one. I'm not holding it by the grip; I'm holding it by the top, so the bit's sticking out like this, kind of like a like you would have like a, a carrying handle on an on an AR-15, right? Yeah, you still had yeah. one of those. We're old enough; we had what you know. What I mean, I didn't fifteen. Oh, yeah, I had A2. But... Yeah, A2s, man. Right. So anyway, I'm holding it like that, which is a weird way to hold a drill. I'm holding it down by my leg. And my uh, oldest son at this time is going through a phase where he doesn't he doesn't touch anybody. Like, he's not a hugger or anything, right? He's just more of those look, he's a little kid. He's, you know, he's having his moment. For whatever fucking reason, he decides he's going to out of nowhere run up and hug daddy and runs up and rams that fucking drill oh, bit. No. He doesn't get his eye, but he goes in right here, right by his nose. And I'm like, oh, oh Jesus. shit. Take him to the hospital. He's fine. It's just a superficial wound. But I knew. Yeah. I knew the second it happened, like, that was a, a fucking omen. I was like. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Especially because the book kind of combines. Uh, there's, there's like, multiple factions. There's, like, a Christian faction. And then there's these kind mm -hmm. of dudes that are, like, uh, kind of North American pagans mixed with some, like, uh, Native American belief stuff. So that was weird. I'm like, okay, I, I know I know who the fuck that is in uh in, in Norse stuff. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I yeah, they're like we, we asked you once, now we're gonna tell you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, well, that was fucking weird, but I'm still not like hyper spirit guy, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm you know, maybe I'm having a superstitious moment here. So at night I go in my garage and I needed a flashlight for something, same fucking day. And I go and I pick up a surefire flashlight which is a good flashlight. It's got an LED bulb in it. Uh, do you know how often LED bulbs burn out? Very rare, yeah. They, they don't. Basically, they yeah. fucking don't. Very, very rare. Yeah, tens of thousands of hours of exactly. life service. So I turn this flashlight on, and the bulb pops. I'm like, okay. Take the batteries out. Pick up another one. A different, but uh, you know, they're a good brand. Mm -hmm. That one pops. I'm like, Put all that now shit that's away. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Go get a third one with not those batteries, some different batteries. I'm like, and at this point, you know, you're like, please, just, <laughs> like this. Like I know what's gonna happen, but I, I just please don't. And then it, I'm like, okay, fuck it. All right. I, I started writing the book like that night. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a bunch of weird shit that went along with that. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of a. It was a very weird experience. And the same way the story. I think I wrote that book in like three weeks. It just flowed out and uh, it just, yeah. Like nothing I've ever done. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember writing my first book. It, it came out fast and you know, the problem I had today, I don't know about you, you know, it's finding the time to sit down and write. I don't have a full-time right. job, but I'm busier now than I've ever been in my life. You know, it's like every day there's some shit going on, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so anyway, yeah. 
it's a fantastic story. What what um did you did you do much research on um on the ruling elite? Let's let's call them that. Man, that's um, a governing very, elite. Ruling very, elites like what they like to call themselves. Right, right. No, I like I like how you did yes. that. I, I'm the same way. I don't even yes. like the word elite for them, but it's kind of it's become one in the fucking pantheon. So we kind of it is. Well, yeah, that's how they I see themselves. Right. Like I, that's yes. why I said it that way. Yes. You know. Yes. No, it's actually a, it's actually an interesting wake up point too. Uh, so man, I was a I mean I was a government stormtrooper for like most of my life, right? I would have never. Yeah. All this most of the stuff that I put in the book and actually that I believe now would have sounded like total horseshit to me even like eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really, and it, it was like a willful ignorance too. You know, I mean, especially yep. as you guys that were in that service time, like we're focused on, we're not looking at this bullshit. We're looking at, you know, these dickheads and that's it. That's all we see. Yep. Uh, but it took until like the middle, I'd say like the middle of Trump's term for me to like start waking up. Uh, and, you know, once I did, it just flowed. Like you're like, oh my God. But uh, yeah, I was... A lot of the things now that I, I believe firmly are true, I would have like completely written off as a conspiracy theory six, seven years ago. There's a lot of that lately. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of that happening lately. Right. <laughs> it's like crazy though that in the past twenty years, like I remember twenty years ago, a lot of the terminology that we use today that mm-hmm. is even mainstream on media, you know, yeah. OAN, Fox, all that stuff. Twenty years ago, you'd have been crucified. For saying right. elitist, you know, <laughs> yeah. something like that. They'd be like, "What did you say? You conspiracy?" I mean, it's it's mind blowing the stuff that we're seeing and hearing now. That twenty years ago, man, you're you're getting crucified. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you're you're one hundred percent right. You're one hundred percent right. And uh, the crazy thing is, you know, I everything that I put in the book uh, as far as like stuff that yeah. they do mm-hmm. is stuff that I, I believe is firmly true. And like I said, it's only stuff that I've learned in the last five years. But uh, yeah, you can tell like who's who in, in your audience of a book like that because some people are like man, how did you make up all that crazy shit? Like, didn't have to, brother. I, it's called Bohemian. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truth stranger than fiction. Right, exactly. It always is. That's the thing. It always, it always is. is. And you're, you're right. Because, like, <laughs> one of the things I really noticed from the book was was that, that um, one of the things that we've lost as a society is that rite of passage for young men. Like, and and we're cut from a cloth, all three of us sitting here, where we all experience that in one form or another to a degree. And it's just like it's it doesn't exist. Not only does it doesn't exist, it's like they don't want that sort of thing anymore. Right. That 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 rite of passage that says now you are a man kind of a thing. And and you really go into it in the books. Like, and I agree, I'm guessing what you're saying there is is this is part of the problem. Our society is the way it is, is we no longer have these rites of passage. Or the yes. moral fabric that we used to have as a nation, you know. Yes. Um, and I found that really interesting, you know, to to, well, to, to focus on that so much because it was it's important and people underestimate its necessity to society. I agree hundred percent, and it's uh, I think I was kind of uniquely situated to see that because I I'm older, yeah. so I'm uh, I'm forty three, but my kids are young; they're five and seven. So I started real late with children, and they're both both sons, <laughs> as well as. You know, like I said, being in in that age gap where I'm not quite a millennial that grew up on, you know, fucking Xbox or whatever fucking bullshit they do 24 hours a day, 
but also mm-hmm. not quite being that older generation. I think we see it more because my generation was already the one that was like the gap was growing between like yeah the kids that were going to do something and uh, you know be that I don't know work on the fucking farm or or whatever. And the younger kids, which have become these kind of like digital zombies in a lot of ways. And I I feel extremely bad for them, actually. Uh, I feel extremely bad for like men in their 20s and uh, even in their 30s today because yeah. the world that they occupy is, I mean, it's fucking insane. It's crazy. That down to just, I mean, a simple thing is the dating world. I oh, mean, God. with this toxic masculine, I could not even imagine dating as a young man in this day and age i mean it, oh no it, it, I, I, how do you even do that you couldn't i right. mean i would i would just move off to i'll pull an alan k and off to british columbia i go and disappear into the fucking woods call it a day <laughs> i know right <laughs> but uh yeah no yeah. it's uh it's fucking insane, but that that is actually, I believe, one of the things that we have to fix, and, and this will be one of the defining things between our people and their people is whether or not we can save our young men and women by proxy by not exactly returning, but figuring out some system of, of life that uh, that they can live that's it's more normal that uh, that has those those rites of passage and teaches them how to actually be functional fucking men and uh yeah it's 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 tough it's uh it's it's a tough road to hoe but i I mean and there's just i think it falls on us falls on us as well as as men with our with our sons you know it was a a quote i saw last year i really liked it said it's uh it's easier to raise strong children than to repair broken men right yeah and that sums it up Right, yeah. because we have a ton of broken men in this day and age. A bunch of oh, men yeah, yeah, are damaged because of the, the crap of society, and um, yep. you know, and, and it stemmed from childhood. We you know we need to step up, and we need to make sure our sons and our daughters, but our sons. Right now, you know, the 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 whole masculinity thing is a is the hot topic. Let's make you know, let's make uh, dumb down man man and make them as handsy ass as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, the other side of that too, though, is 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 the the young women coming up in the world. They they've been taught what to look for in a man, and and I mean, I watch stuff on YouTube and and Twitter where I see these girls now, or they're start you're starting to see a shift. Now they're starting to complain about how to come they can't find a quality guy. So right, these women, the young women, are going to have to learn relearn how to look for a decent guy. Because the values supposedly that that they've been taught to look for, like you know, not masculine, all this stupid shit, you know, an ally that whatever, fuck them, um, you know, when what they really want is a man, they want a guy you know that can that can fix shit and that will be there for him and can get things oh done. Oh my god, oh, and shit. treats him with respect and acts like a gentleman, you know, they all that stuff's yeah. been been pissed on for so long now and. A lot of these girls, they know, they know what it's like to have a guy that's going to be there to open their door for them and, and you know, and do treat them right. Like they're supposed to be treated. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You get kicked in the teeth open. You know, you get kicked in the teeth opening yeah. a door now for a woman. Wow. What? I can't do it myself. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to I'm not trying to sound like that guy I was on. a I was on public transportation in downtown Chicago. And, you know, if you're downtown Chicago, you're either taking the 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 bus, the L, or or jumping in a cab. And those cab drivers downtown, Chi Town, man, I don't trust them. They just drive mm-hmm. way too fast for my taste. So, but I'm on this bus, and um, 
this uh this fine young lady gets on the bus who is um she actually even as she gets on the bus she spits on the floor you know spiked oh. hair spits on the floor drip jeans flannel you know walks to the back of the bus it's a it's a packed bus and she stands there looking around and nobody's standing up to give her a seat and she said isn't there a fucking gentleman anywhere on this bus or in this world anymore and i remember an old man in the back he said show me a woman <laughs> you know and that's 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 better. what the world has become it'd have been better if you said show me a lady because a lady and a woman are two different things that's very true oh, yeah yeah true. yeah i gotta watch it and, and it may have been lady to be completely honest now i think back to it yeah. but it was one of them that stuck out in my mind it was you know what where we are evolving as a society yeah. it's just sad well yeah. you know the, the funny thing though is you, and you're right. There, there has to be some some women fixing too. But the funny thing is, though, if we fix men on like the biological level, and uh, it is definitely funny to this like all this like alpha male bullshit being sold these days. Like, can you imagine your grandfather even fucking entertaining this bullshit? Get this guy yeah. in skinny jeans wearing faggot out of my face. But uh, the point yeah. is, if we fi if we fix men on the on the level of like reteaching them what masculinity is and how to be men. Bio biology will take care of the rest. Women will yeah. just fall in line. That's just kind of how it fucking works. Nobody likes to admit that, and it's it's maybe not a yep. nice thing to say, but it's how shit works. Yep. Yeah, bad part is, as well, we're, we, in this day and age, everything that we're, I was reading, I was reading here, it's been a little bit back, it's not, not too long, but was talking about the, testo the testosterone, the range of testosterone oh, yeah. in men has depleted by 60% yeah. since mm -hmm. 1950, all yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. a little over, you know, 70-something you know, years, like, <laughs> we are over half, half half down in just you know testosterone and and you see it everywhere now low t you know it's it's on every commercial and all this kind of stuff it, there's no there it's it's not just circumstances and uh coincidence that you know the plastics that we're consuming the foods that we're consuming all these things just kill testosterone and i'll yeah. throw it out there it's on purpose because yeah. if you have feminine men then nobody's fighting back yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly fucking right. I mean, that's that's one of the things. I mean, that's actually one of the things I brought from Wendigo that people uh, people ask me if it's real. I'm like, yeah, it's absolutely fucking real. That's why they're pushing the vegan diets and shit too. Yeah, because uh, well, yeah, they want you to consume soy, which is yeah. a, which is known estrogen generator and and, yeah. and testosterone diffuser. Yeah, you know, as well as other shit. There's other stuff I like, but soy is one of the big ones. And I mean, I remember back in the '90s when that push really took off of the oh, vegan yeah, me food too. Yeah. and the soy milks yeah. and like Mel went and vegan garbage. for a while and, and my kids were but I wasn't vegan. Right. Um no. and then you you come to find out <laughs> later, oh this actually comes with a whole lot of baggage. This isn't yeah better for me. Well, you know well, not only is it not better for me, it's actually bad for me, you know. But it's well, being it's touted as the thing, you know. It's it's actually historically yes. provable though. Both the uh, Chinese and Japanese, uh, you know, way back when did that to their populations to keep them docile and small. That was like the whole yeah. fucking point. Their warrior caste got plenty of fucking protein, but their normal people didn't. So their warrior yep. caste could kick the shit out of their normal people yep. by design. Yep, that's why they force oh, them all the same. And all these and all these products too. You need to start going to the back back behind the scenes to say you know for instance soy you know the the oils 
it was machinery oil. They didn't know what to do with it. How can we profit off of this? Same thing with uh, you remember you remember when all the Tupperware come out. You know, look like an orange and orange freaking Tupperware with the lids. It's called petroleum byproduct. People, they had yeah. nothing to do with it. Hey, let's make yeah. food stuff for people to eat so they can kill themselves. Yeah. And everything else, you know, you, you see the stop oil protesters all over. The, I guess they're a big thing in the UK, but uh, it, it's asinine, you know. Oh no! Yeah, but but going back to the books, so our 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 council of Saturn there, uh, like I said, did you did you do much research into that stuff? I'm not. I don't want to know how much you want to give away. I mean, on this. No, no, no. Feel free. I, I'm just, it's, it's, you know. it's, it's been out for two years. So I don't think there's any problem at all with discussing anything that you want to discuss to include anything, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I think most people will we'll tell him your must. We need to. He's <laughs> adding the book. But no, uh, right. so as far as like the uh, research on that stuff, this was again, this is the funny thing. And it's also true about like the, the, the Viking shit in there, right? Like I knew mm -hmm. basically nothing about like Norse Pantheon. In fact, it's funny as a military guy, uh, even like 20 years ago, there was this, like the little cultural push of like, oh, let's be like Vikings. And I was always like, I want to be a drunken fucking retard. You know, like uh, the, the image that they present is an undisciplined gaggle fuck. Uh, that's the one that's given to us in the West. I never yeah. looked at that as like something to emulate. I was always like actually a much more Eastern guy. So I knew nothing about them either coming into the book. All of that shit. Now, a lot of it, like I would go and verify, but it was just kind of like appearing. And it was actually the same thing with the weird shit, like the Council of Saturn and uh, like the sacrifice and that kind of stuff, I would yeah. have like most of an idea. But before I wrote it in the book, or as I'm writing it, I would you know open up a window over here and I go up and be like, okay, is this real? Like, yeah, oh fuck, it is real. But it's all it's all real. Uh, yeah, to a degree. I, I don't know. Yeah. If there's an actual Council of Saturn, but the uh, the Saturn imagery and the Saturn worship is obviously a huge thing. It's everywhere. And and that's the thing, too. I think most people don't catch on is this symbology is literally everywhere oh, yeah. uh, from oh, from yeah. Taylor Swift to the fucking president. Like they all do these things, you oh, know, yeah. and we may not know exactly what it is. But at this point, we all know they're up to some shit, you know, right. Um, these aren't normal people, you know, I mean, um, you know, and so. You can go down any conspiracy rabbit hole you want, but the fact is there is a game afoot, and there always has been. As long as there's been two fucking people, there's been a game afoot, you know, um, yeah. and it's just getting more and more complicated and more and more intrusive. And as a result of those two things, I think it's just getting so heavy at this point that it's becoming more and more obvious. They can't keep it all behind the curtain anymore, you know. It's like a fat chicken in a bikini, you know. You're going to see some shit. Um, you just, I just think that's where we're at now, you know. They can't keep the lid on it, you know? Um, uh, well, but they've gotten blatant, too. I mean, they're just coming right out yeah. there. I mean, oh, I'm watching some of these uh, Emmys and, you know, music shows and all this stuff, and they're just blatantly throwing symbolism and Satanism and everything else out there yeah. in their acts. I mean, it's it's gotten bad. Well, this is this yeah. is actually important for the people that, that aren't uh, educated on the, on, the, on the symbolism, that kind of stuff. You don't have to have like a, a fucking 37th degree black belt in symbology to understand what the fuck they're doing. But a little bit of research will help you a lot. And you'll yeah. start seeing things then that you're like, oh, my God. 
And uh, it's actually funny on like the, the spiritual front too. Now, I, I, I honestly would have considered myself an atheist up until like 2017. Like for reals. Really? Uh, yeah, despite all the shit I've done, all the shit I've seen, I was, I was that guy. It took me believing that they believe in the devil and and like fucking worship demons and then at that point like it becomes apparent like the evil side is is real and then from that i found like you know the good side too but uh yeah, yeah it's it's that obvious to me uh and a lot of people that have read the book have come back and told me that same thing they're like yeah you know i was i was not a, a spiritually believing person at all until like pizzagate and like all this mm. other weird shit started coming out okay. and most of them saw the dark side before they saw the light side. But, uh, it's, yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. When, like you, a, when you start paying attention and you, you realize even in Forrest Gump, Naphomet's there, that medal of honor on his chest. It's not a medal of honor. It's no, a pentagram with Baphomet on it. Yeah. Enough, enough about Oreos, by the way. Well, we're not even going to touch on Oreo cookies. So let's not even go there. <laughs> oh, shit. I, just, I did see that. Hang on. I got to write this down because I'm going to look that one up later. Oh, I yeah. Oh, check yeah. it out, yeah. dude. He also gives Baphomet's symbol yeah. in his hand when he's waving bye to Jenny on the bus. I can't remember the symbol now, but if I saw it, yep, that's it. But, right. Uh, but he gives the Baphomet hand symbol. Yeah. It's wow. when well, he's I'm going to have to watch Forrest Gump again now. Yeah, there's well, some that, shady shit in Forrest Gump. That is oh, yeah. the crazy thing, yeah. though, is especially once you start seeing, like, you can go back and, and look at this shit 30, 40 years old and, and see it then. Uh, it's it's all yeah. there. And uh, it's like I just put out in that that uh, that post I did on Twitter this week. I got so many views. And that was from a, a Drudge Report article that was, that was really good, too. And uh, the point is not also, the point is not if you believe in Hocus Pocus. The point is they fucking believe in their Hocus Pocus. Exactly. Yeah. And they do believe in it, at least some of them. At least, yeah. you know, a percentage of those guys at the top, like, really, like, fucking believe in all this shit. And that is yep. uh, that is what drives their agenda. I got a, another I, thing I, I to throw out there. No, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead no, that's right. Well, I was, was going to say, say you know, I just, I'm going I'm to go. We have a drag, it, it appears. There's a slight couple-second drag. Yeah. I want to start. I'm I'm, I'm hesitating of, uh, for, for three seconds. I'm working off Starlink tonight, so I might be a little bit behind. So it's all right. Go ahead. Well, before your question, I was just going to throw in there. You know, it's it's um, just like you said. They they believe it. You know, Clay. They they believe it, and that there makes it uh, worth knowing. Um, and on the same token, for every positive, there's a negative. For every action, there's a reaction. You got yin. You got yang. If you have one, you you have to have that counterpart, and that's something to consider. I'm not saying whoever, whatever God you're following, whatever it is that you you follow, but there is a positive and a negative. There is two parts to to both sides of this. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. You yin, my yang. You better have a counter punch because that's what's coming. <laughs> saying. Well, you know that's so actually play. one of the things that, uh, that that scares a lot of the guys that that discover the evil side first, because uh, that's the one that's obvious uh -huh. now. Podesta's and all this other bullshit. Yeah. A lot of times they come at it and they're like, uh, there's a fucking good team too, right? Like, 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 like we got some, some help, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a scary thing though. It's, it's terrifying. I, and I can understand why. So at the sacrifice, uh, what was the delicacy dinner? Oh shit. I'm glad you asked. That was I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad you asked. I, cause, cause I caught that and I was like, 
the way you described it and in the way Schumer, you know, was was like, it's a delicacy. You're going to want to try this. And I was just like, 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 I'm like, I wouldn't eat none of that shit. I wouldn't eat none of that shit. Right, right, right. So, so, so what was it? This is funny because I, I thought more people knew this one. But the delicacy, when Aztecs did human sacrifice, uh, the palm meat right here in your hand, the circular yep. disc right here. Right here, that, yep. That was reserved for the priests and the royalty. So when you think wondering. about yeah, when you think about how many people they had to kill with those sacrifices to feed that whole cast off of this, puts things in perspective, yeah. right? And uh, yeah. it's also funny, that was kind of a way of, of tying it together. It is actually very strange how common the customs are amongst like the world as far as like uh, human sacrifice stuff goes between oh, uh, yeah. ball worship in the Middle East, uh, Moloch, his flavor, the Aztecs, a bunch of other South American yeah. ones and some African ones. It's all eerily fucking similar of, uh, of cultures that never knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. How they all come up with the same shit at the same time when they're separated right, by right. oceans and, <laughs> right. and all this other stuff. So, yeah. We're going to take a quick break, y'all. We're going to run a quick little uh, mountain readiness promo because oh, yeah. T did do such a good job on it. And we're going to run out, guys. We'll be right back. Pre-sale for tickets is over, y'all. So if you snoozed, now you pay it. full price. But they, where, where are you? What part of the country you live in, Clay? I'm actually in Oklahoma these days. What part? It's not too far. No, no, it's not too far. Uh, I'm up in the uh, up by up almost the Kansas border near I-35. All right. I'm going to uh, Lawton tomorrow. I'm driving up to Lawton tomorrow. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think one's about two yeah. hours away. Let me, let, let me see what my schedule looks like for the week. I might have to come down. I mean, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be up there for a few days. I'm, we're going up to move my wife's mom down to New Orleans, uh, and I oh, might okay. be having to run over to Missouri anyway to look at a bunker for a dude. Um, cool. So we'll, we'll stay in touch. I'll, I'll shoot you my yeah. number on okay. Twitter, and let's stay in touch awesome. next week and see if we can get together, yeah. man. Yeah, by all means, that'd be Are we awesome. saying team? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I was going to say, Clay, and we, we always extend this to all the guests on the podcast, such as yourself, uh, that if you're not doing anything, that third, fourth, and fifth, come hang out with us, man. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let me see if I can get free, because that looks... I've been back in North Carolina a lot of years, and uh, I lived there for well, 17, so... <laughs> yes. Well, we've yeah. got a... I mean, we've just got a great lineup, man. That there is kind of more we the do. generic overview. I mean, we've got we got Carl Erickson, all the tactical rifleman guys, oh, nice. Sue, you know, Henry. I, I know Carl. Yeah. 
for my contracting. And you know, Kyle? Was a, yeah, he was a he was That's a sergeant good. major in fifth when I was in third. We were in a very yeah. sister unit. So yeah. Yeah, I, know Carl I mean, they're there. We've, I mean, we've got a uh, Daniel Salatin. Daniel Salatin going to be there from Polyface Farms doing chicken processing. We've got nice. uh, Kaylee with the Honey Stead. Um, good grief, you name it. We've got about forty instructors thus far, and about sixty classes a day for three days. And then we have paid paid intensives outside before and after. Yeah. So yeah. two straight weeks of just training and hanging out. Let me see if the wife will let me bring the bus down. We might, we might do her though. Hey, it's a campground, dude. 106-acre campground Ooh. with showers on site. We're gonna have food trucks. Yeah. We've got vendors. Yep. You know, we've got a, we've got a ton of vendors now. Vendors have been. Uh, we've got quite a few pouring in. And then, if you've cool. got any books, oh, I mean, right yeah. now we got Chris, we got Pete Robertucci, and we got Franklin Horton. We might as well add yep. you to the to the venue. Bring books, sell books, sign books. Well, hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. I, I I got some boys that live up in that neighborhood too that I haven't seen in a number of years. That'd be a good place to. Uh, it'd be a good time to do it all. Yeah, invite them along. A lot of those dudes. That AO has a lot of those dudes. Like that's that's kind of I'm wanting yeah. to get they, up to. They the may already be there. Tennessee, <laughs> North Carolina, yeah, Georgia, yeah. kind of. Up in that, you know what I'm talking about. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yes. And, no, that'd be cool. Let me see the way. Let me do it. That would be awesome. Yeah. No, it'd be a lot of fun. It's a great time. You know. Plus, there's a there's a facility down there called Troy's Gate, where we will be going to Troy's Gate, and we'll be doing some video shooting there. But it's a it's a training simulator, yes. and, I, and I only say simulator because you're in a room. Basically, there's a block wall between you and the person you're training with. Um, you're both looking straight ahead, basically down the wall at screens, and you're seeing each other. I've done so this. you're standing there with a live gun, with live oh. ammo, and you're going to draw and fire on yeah. them directly. Yeah. Like, it's what it looks like. It's so. come a long ways. It's come a long ways, too. Randy has really sunk a bunch of time and money. He was the original one. There's a lot of knockoffs that have kind of followed suit, but his is by far one of the best. I mean, it was phenomenal. I've been there like eight or nine, ten times now. Um, and by the way, I was just talking to Randy, Chris. Uh, he yeah. said, you're all good to go. So you sweet, guys, uh, the red carpet has been rolled out. He wants he wants to see over there and get some that. get some video. Well, I mean, we'll I definitely be all up. Yeah. Because I want to shoot some video for it, too. I want some, some footage out of that yeah. for us to use. But that's a pretty interesting training scenario because you know you're looking at a real person, right? Drawing a drawing a live weapon, you know, and you're actually going to shoot at him. So for some people, I guess there's a psychological barrier there they got to overcome. It's a good one um, to get over. Early. Yep. Yeah, I can say I didn't well, experience that um, first time I was trained like open. that. I just started shooting. <laughs> and they they opened the entire week up, so it's Monday through Saturday. You nice. can sign up for a class. For all you mountain readiness people that are going to attend, you're getting fifty dollars off just for mountain readiness uh, for a full day of training. He's knocking fifty bucks off out of that six days that you can schedule that class on. Hell yeah, yeah. So Clay, you need to come so we go down there. We'll jump on the yeah. range and we'll have a fun. Yeah, we'll yeah, shoot yeah. each other. Yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Get it on. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Holy shit, that's too good, man. So, so um. You you wrote this you wrote this and then you you self published obviously yeah. and and how did it do for you this one 
It we'll talk about Furry well. Fire and Concrete yeah. Jungle stuff here in a minute. But. It, it did pretty well for a fictional book. Uh, I've I've never really broke it in that well into the fictional realm. Uh, my other two fiction books were done by a publishing house. Actually, first one I, I self-published. They bought that one and the next one. That was a clusterfuck. I'll never publish to a publisher again. And everything I've done then yeah. has been uh, self-published. Yeah. But for fiction, this one did really well, and it it still continues to do well. It's still it's it's got like a kind of an underground appeal to it, so it still sells well every month. It's not doing like you know fucking Tom Clancy numbers or anything like that, but it's, right. it's moving. Yeah, well, that's good though, and then it, it's kind of weird the way they they stay alive for so long once you put them out there. You know? It is. It really so, is. So, who published uh, the other two, the the nonfiction Prairie Fire and Concrete Jungle? Who oh, was actually, the on that? those are self published also. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah those right. are self published. Yeah. It's okay. uh, it's it's yeah, funny I, actually. Yeah, Concrete Jungle I had already pre-written mostly, and I uh, I was still under contract at the time. And every publishing house in the country turned me down in like December of 2019. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah really. And uh, my contract. Yes, you didn't came, see what was coming. <laughs> no, fuck no. And uh, my contract came up came open I, I got out of my agent contract like a week before the george floyd riot started i was like oh i have something for that oh yeah <laughs> yeah timing was perfectly executed oh, on that bro immaculate because yeah. you know you said you said you'd never use a publisher again so i have got experience with publishers too and and to to most writers that's their goal they want right. a publisher to pick them up yeah and uh in today's world you don't need one I mean, no, if anything, no. they're a hindrance. First, they're expensive because their royalties yeah. are shit compared to Amazon. Oh, fuck. They're gone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only advantage they get you is you, they get you into the bookstore. Yeah. But even that's dying. The only yeah, bookstore is. in the country worth being in is Hudson News at the fucking airport. Like, because right. that's exactly right. Exactly you know, right. and, yeah. and that's the only bookstore you want to be in. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There with the other ten guys. That's this is all there is to pick from. You know, you're gonna you're gonna select one of these, goddamn it, and you're gonna read it. Right. So, but yeah, it's it's not what it's cracked up to be, in my opinion. No, um, it's not traditional publishers. But that makes you, because you know, people say, "Oh, you're published." Well, are you published or are you published? You know, I'm like, what's right. the fucking difference? You know, yeah. and but having that traditional publisher in your hip pocket, you know, in the past, that that validates you that makes you right. a legitimate author right. which is bs I mean, that's the publishing houses say that shit nobody else does right yeah so you know but yeah it's yeah, it. so I, do you have you got more books on deck you thinking about or i'm actually in the process of writing two right now uh yes nice yeah so yeah so i i i held off on another survival book for basically after 2020 after the election all that stuff i was so kind of fucking shell-shocked uh, by how that went down, you know what I mean? like, dude. That was a lot to absorb for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I, you're just coming around. You know, I mean, you're, right. you're still. Well, yeah, like, like January 21. I'm like, I wasn't fucking jaded enough. Like, I thought I was yeah, like yeah. way too far, and I'm like, I wasn't even enough. Uh, nah, so, I, right. I, t I tell people all the time right now. I'm like, you could call me up and say, dude, I'm watching a dragon crawl out of the ground right fucking now, and I'd be like. Does it breathe fire? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, what you know, channel? I mean, what channel is it on? Let me kick this on. Yeah, is it a new helicopter? Yeah, is that thing gonna fly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it in your front yard? Just, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
it, it's just things are so weird. Like we were talking earlier about how all these conspiracy theories are being proven oh, true because they were man, never conspiracy yeah. theories to most of us. Um, right. That's just what the media called them. They were just right. facts that were out there that mm-hmm. we're aware of. You know, if if Dinesh D'Souza can go out and make a movie where he can prove two thousand people or twenty two thousand millions, yeah, two thousand people actively participated mm-hmm. in election fraud. Yeah, there it is. If, if it a is. That's the one. citizen can do that, imagine what DOJ could do if they really wanted to. I mean, Holy like, shit, think about it. Crazy. That'd be fucking crazy. But there's no, there's no proof because we won't look for none. <laughs> crazy how that works. Well, um, this is this is actually yeah. the funny thing on the subject of proof. This is what I've started telling people now. And this is a. I'm glad that Dinesh uh, D'Souza made this movie and went through all this trouble and shit. But it's too late and it's too little. Uh, yep. Because I I knew this shit uh, October or excuse me November seventh of twenty twenty because I fucking pay attention and yep. at this point I don't give a shit about I know what happened so I don't I'm not going to spend the next three years digging for a Perry Mason level of evidence that will you know yeah. win it in the court of no. law I think it's actually yeah. where a lot of our people go down the wrong road I, at this point dude I just started believing conspiracy like conspiracy theory because I'm like it's fucking true until proven otherwise true until proven otherwise. It's fucking true. Because you can't spin So you're your thinking opinion. like a Democrat. Because Democrats, you know, they operate on the principle, yeah. I have spoke, therefore it is so. So, okay. All right. Just Pretty much. Just track yeah. Just track yeah. 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 No, no, my, you, you might as well. I got to agree. I'm, I've got to agree. I think it's actually one of the ways they distract us is we, on the, we've traditionally been like, you got to prove it. If something sounds fucking crazy, it's got to be really proved and like, got to have all the, the shit and like the chain of evidence, mm-hmm. all this other bullshit. You can't spend your life. You'll be so far behind the power curve. You try to start trying oh, yeah. to prove all this shit. Yeah. No. And there's no point. I mean, they own the courts too. They're burying evidence and fucking bleaching servers and all kinds of crazy shit. What yep. do you think is going to happen? You know, they're going to walk Hillary Clinton into a federal court and have a six month trial and can fuck you, man. That's not going to happen. So there's no, no point. No. And and see, the stoic in me does just what you what you're pointing out here. I saw what happened in the election. I recognized it for what it was and was like, okay, I'm going to move on to something else because there ain't shit I can do about that. Right. I understand the, the field. I understand how the field is set. I got that. I need to know that, but I'm not going to waste any more energy on it because it doesn't matter because nothing's going to happen. Um, right. I, yeah. cannot, I cannot affect meaningful change on this situation myself. Therefore, I'm not going to engage. Right. More people should think that way, guys. It saves you a lot of heartburn. Yeah, you, you should. I That's mean, good. Some people will we know whose bag of coke that was laying there at the White right, House, but it wasn't even a fucking yeah. question. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we figured out. Right. Well, we also Moving found on. out who planted the pipe bombs, and uh, I mean, nah. it was Capitol Police. Oh, who who did that though? The day it happened, like, no, come on. Say it isn't so. Right, but uh, but uh, I think this is this is actually very important. Uh, because it does, it distracts people. And what yeah. what I realized right when, okay, it took me until January 21st. Like, as soon as Trump handed over power, I was like, okay, we're fucked. Like, uh, whatever there was before is over. Now we're in this thing. And uh, this is a different set of fucking rules, and it is what it is. It distracts our people because they want to do this bullshit instead of actually get their shit together in their little 10-mile radius and, uh, you know, grow some chickens mm-hmm. and shoot some guns and meet their fucking neighbors and do all the important mm-hmm. shit. Because you, I can't affect that. You can't. I can't affect this though. I can affect yep. where I live and my my crew, and uh, yep. we'll see what happens. Absolutely, you nailed yeah. it. That's exactly what's missing. And you know, 
another thing is 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 I, I'm on all these prepper pages. It's, you know, it's just to keep up with what's yeah, going on. Of course. And yeah. um, man, bug out bags. Look, I, I got a get home bag, but come on. It's time to put the bug out bag away and start focusing on your backyard right. because you can grow food there. Right. Okay. Know, know your neighbor. The neighbor thing is huge. Like we just, oh, we just yeah. got a new neighbor. We're on 40 acres. So it, it's a good, it's a good hop over the hill to actually get to him. Ends yeah. up, he's a, he's an awesome dude. But at the same time, going over there and introduce myself, it was, it was for the whole purpose of either he's an awesome dude or he's not. And I know exactly where that's going to be going if things go south. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, right. it's best to know now. And, and it's easier to build relationships. We we're just talking about this earlier. It's easier to build a relationship with somebody when when everything is good. When oh, things yeah. have went south, whatever's coming up this driveway, it's oh, mall news time, right? That, that is exactly the fucking point. That is exactly the point. Yes. No, it's mm -hmm. so much easier to when everybody's well-fed and had a shower this week. And, uh, yeah, we're not worried about fucking marauders, you know, taking over the fucking house. Yep. Yes, you have to build the relationships in. Building them after that is so much more difficult, like a hundred times more difficult. And yeah. you can never really yes. trust those people anyway. Like no, you really because usually it. you you're probably gonna be shooting at each other. So you know that relationship, it's harder to build that relationship right. with gunfire. Right, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, just just a lot. But the thing, like Clay just said too, the the day the balloon goes up, whatever the trigger event is, at that moment. Trust goes out the window. Trust no longer exists. Everybody has is is guilty right. until proven otherwise. You know that's the world we're going to be living right. in then. Because you know, you're not going to be able to trust order. nobody. Except for hopefully, if you made some of those solid relationships, and even those can get a little sketchy if you don't watch it. Well, what I, I should have caveated that by saying for for new relationships, like when you meet somebody for the first now. time, there's no trust there. It's all. Keep your hands where I can see them. Yeah. I'll keep mine where you can right. see them, and let's get this business done right. and get out of here. Because, you know, you know, in in uh, the book that Alan and I did, um, Decline of Decay, like we even go into like security for a barter meet. Like yeah. we know we're going to meet and trade with somebody. Like the security that we need to pull. You know, mm -hmm. we need to get there two hours early. We need to have somebody at LPA watching until we roll in. You know, and you better have security. You better have a, a, a DMR in the mix someplace. You know, uh, yeah. with Overwatch and but. but that's a lot of shit for people to absorb and, and to well, get into thinking that's in that manner. Shit, though. That's like one yeah. of the most important things you can learn how to do. And that's way more important than having pictures of your fucking bug out bag on Instagram or repacking yeah. bug out bag for the 9,000th fucking time. But you you yeah. got to practice that shit, too. You can't just like, okay. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's why, you know, we use our radios and our daily life around here. Um, you know, we do... It's a lifestyle. This isn't a hobby to us. This is this is how we live life. This is what we yeah. do. Um, because you know, because knowledge, while it will atrophy over time, is more valuable than things because you can't lose it. You know, I mean, really, you can let it atrophy, but once you've learned some stuff and you become proficient in it, you'll maintain that. Um, right. So, we stress all the time here. Get some training, guys. I don't Go care right. if it's in oh, canning it. or, or SUT that's, or medical. That's that gear. Get some training. Yeah. Get some that's training. That and gear. let you put your kit in the test. Yeah. 
let you put your that's it test that gear test that brain test from the from the from the yeah. neck up well and, and for everybody out there that's not the contractors i'm i'm not ex-military all right i just grew up poor and in the in the dirt and so you know you you learned how to survive so uh uh, so, you know, it's one of them deals. No electricity, no running water. You're going to learn some shit just yeah. the way it is. Yeah, um, yeah well, you got to go dig the hole not, in the creek deeper just so you can take a bath. You're learning some shit. You know? Man, yeah. hey, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Did it. In fact, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I was in Arkansas. We had a spring-fed creek that um, I was working construction at the time. I was 15, 14. I was 14 years old. And, um, man, I had to take a shower. I had to take a bath, you know, or anything for four or five days you start stinking it was middle of february middle of february and i'm like make a campfire and heat up water it's just a big big pain so i i I said you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna take and grab my soap and i'm gonna run out to our little spring fed creek that's got ice all over it It was 18 degrees out 18 degrees and i run out there and and i dove right into this scrub down and and no shit, man. When I come out of that water, it was like summertime. It was so cold <laughs> in that water that eighteen oh, degrees yeah. felt like it was. We were dead summer. It was insane. But you know, for the for the non contractors and the non military guys and, and stuff like that, look, getting to know your neighbor and just letting everybody know what what you do. You don't have to show her by your preps. Don't be like, hey, look, here's all my shit. But be like, hey, you know, I can can and I garden and you got a cow and and that's milk. Let's do some bartering because. One thing that's going to mm-hmm. be precious in times to come is the barter system. Yes, I mean that's what it's going to come down to. It's bartering, uh, bartering goods. This we're 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 going to reset two hundred years. Yes. Well, this is a funny thing too for even for you, us that are ex-military guys. Most of us are not that good at bushcraft, and we we don't know shit yeah. about you know animal husbandry and all this other kind of shit. Because uh, even if we learned some things. Like in training, mostly we fought in the GWAT for the last 20 years, which was like, oh, yeah. here comes the, we got a fucking helicopter full of bullets and this other bullshit. And well, an animal people, husband, the animal husbandry you guys saw in Afghanistan, that's totally different than what we're talking about. <laughs> no, yeah, two guys, one goat. It's an entirely different thing. <laughs> you know, when we say the horrible things you guys were seeing through your right. scopes was like right. nothing uh, what we're like, talking about. <laughs> But but uh, guys want <laughs> but the, uh, the, these are important things for us to like get from the guys that have done this shit though it is very important yeah. and uh, you know even yeah. not even just that but a lot of the bushcrafting skills a lot of the the non tactical specific but more important for like living your life because we've gone back in time fucking three hundred years we don't know a lot of that shit because um, we were never yeah. also in, we never had to survive for more than like seven eight days that was going to be like the extent yep. of of your thing. So we don't know how to make soap or get salt out of a salt spring or you know, all this other shit. So it's important yeah. for us too. And this is actually one of the other reasons that I've always pushed group dynamics and why you got to have like a crew or, you know, your neighbors or something that's like actually knows what the fuck they're doing. You can't learn all this shit. I can't no. learn all this shit. You got to have the brain trust. You can't. And- yeah, you do and the cross training. You got to have the yeah. different bodies. Right, you're going to specialize in this, and you're going to specialize in that. You two cross train each other. You know, oh, hell yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. a village was, right? That's what right. a village yeah. was. You had the blacksmith, you had the leather guy, you had, you know, I mean, that's you had the bread makers. Yeah. You had, you know, I mean, this is yeah, what it yeah. was. You, you had the, you had the baker, the miller, the weaver. That everybody practiced their trades and they interacted with each other for daily needs, and they came together for common defense. 
Exactly. That's exactly. There you go. That's it's bringing it up to your community. <laughs> yeah. And and on the subject of community and and talk about coming together. What inspired the Wolf Lodge? Okay. <laughs> You talk about the, uh, the the bit that came up on Twitter. Man, or, I gotta read this book, man. I was gonna bring up um, what was it? Uh, something about getting rid of wolf lodges or or something okay. like that. Someone tweeted. It was so a joke, was, but... yeah, yeah. So here yeah. was the thing. Uh, so when I was writing the book, the part of it was looking at this as through a lens because that's kind of how the book starts. One one guy, smart dude, you know, ex like a uh, you know, military colonel or whatever bullshit, is like. Okay, everything's fucking coming apart. I know all this shit the elites are doing. I've got to come up with a plan to uh, very fictionally break off a piece of this great nation of ours <laughs> for uh, for my people, uh, so that we can survive with our way of life and not have to mm-hmm. you know deal with demons and our kids getting their dicks cut off and all that kind of weird shit. So he, he so he looks at that with the eyes of a master guerrilla trained fighter guy. Uh, let's just look over here for what we say that. And he says, how the fuck, <laughs> says, how the fuck would I build something that's capable of doing this? Because you can't just like throw it up on Facebook, like, hey, okay, all right, we're going to build a yeah. guerrilla army. Yeah, and, uh, next Tuesday, we're going to get them. You can't. You got to build it in secret. Uh, so if somebody had like, a, let's say, like really good experience dealing with things like the Muslim Brotherhood that like grew up in the dark. Uh, they managed to spread their doctrine and grow their 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 shit in the dark until one mm-hmm. day they were powerful. And most other organizations too, uh, the Irish resistance, same way. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, Saddam Hussein. We took over Iraq. He spent like a decade prior to that building up these kind of you know little secret uh, nodes and shit. Mm-hmm. So how would you do that? And uh, his fictional solution was to uh build wolf lodges which were uh, you know kind of like masonic lodges or uh, you know book clubs or maybe like the old mm-hmm. southern uh rifle and saber clubs and uh get you some dudes train on all this stuff military stuff but also animal husbandry you know get get your survival shit together and uh then one day if we ever needed to uh stop an invasion by the red Chinese or the Russians, we would be ready because we would already have mm-hmm. these little, you know, platoon size book clubs, lodges that could all interact and, uh, and, and actually function like a much bigger thing. So uh, obviously I kind of meant that seriously too. When I, when I wrote it in the, the very fictional book, that is a good model. Uh, and that is something yeah. that we should be thinking about. And especially with the uh, Chinese naval capability coming up where they could land troops in this country uh, very, very plausibly, uh, lots of them. We need to have those common defense things. So the solution to that is exactly that. It's just like everything else. It's just a, a name for it. You know, find you a group of between five and 20 dudes, and that's your your group. And uh, you do all this cross-training and, uh, you know, focus on some tactical stuff. But the idea is if things ever get really bad, too, you can come together and actually live in, like, the village model, like the, uh, the tribal village model. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the, uh, so, the, so that's, that's the idea. That's the concept. Uh, so the, the controversy came up on Twitter because uh, kind of against my better judgment, last fall we started a Discord server for all the guys <laughs> that have Wolf Lodge, which I, I don't really know a hell of a lot of Discord. I just know that, like, 
like the last 20 plots that were FBI plots got hatched and then, you know, pulled in discord. discord yeah. 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 And so it's owned by the Chinese. So, right. There's that too. You know, I mean, <laughs> just so saying. It's already got like a bad feel to it amongst us. Right. But the biggest thing was as this thing grew, what I saw happening was I saw people focusing on their digital lives in their digital groups and not on their real on their real life shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I pulled the plug on it, and uh, that upset a number of people. Actually, they were they were pissed off. Like, oh, what the fuck? Like, the fucking point yeah. is, get off the internet and, and do go to real life. Yes, go as well do. as yes, exactly, as well as. I very intentionally took like my hands off the wheel as far as like what a what a wolf lodge is and who has one, because mm-hmm. if there's no hierarchy and there's no central command, they can't get you with a Rico statue, like they've done yes. to the Proud Boys, like they did to Mike yep. Glover, uh, you know, fucking yep. war hero that they turned into a uh, you know domestic terrorist fucking watch list guy, all these other yep. organizations. Because the minute all you got to do then, like if you build a national organization, it's a real organization. All you got to do is infiltrate one guy somewhere. So we got this, let's say we got this national thing of 100,000 dudes or whatever. You infiltrate one guy into the, the fucking lodge in Arizona and he walks right in and says, let's make pipe bombs, machine guns, and fucking suppressors or whatever the big three are. Yep. FBI pops him, Rico statues, everybody's fucked. They're going to come to my house. Yep. They're going to pull the server out. They're going to cram that bitch into one at, uh, you know, fucking Quantico and everybody's getting charged. Everybody's fucked. All right. Yep. If none of that shit exists, yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, it was it was really funny too because I saw I I know about about a dozen wolf lodges that exist in real life that have never been on Discord and I as these mm. things were going on, those were the real ones. ones. Those were real those ones. Those were the real ones. And I saw those guys progressing, and they would, those are only the one again the only the ones that I know about. They would call me like, "Hey, this is what we're doing," or you know whatever. And I saw the digital ones just continue to do digital shit and post pictures of bug out mm-hmm. back. And uh, yeah, man, I, fuck it. I pulled the plug. Uh, and I think it was the right call. Yeah. And I, I stand by that. I think so. I agree. I, I agree entirely. Because, you know, at some point, folks have to do for themselves. People like you yeah. and, and other guys, Dolio, Rushbeater, all these dudes are out here. They're providing you guys with everything you need to yeah. to cushion the impact that's coming for you and your family. Okay. Yeah. But at some point, you've got to take those tools, you know, and put them to use. And and we can't do that for you. You guys have got to put in your part. I've I've taken to saying it like this. I feel like this is the best way to put it out there. We I drew the blueprint, all right, and I drew an elaborate blueprint between the three books. Like this is exactly what I said. But you have to get up off your own fucking ass and build your thing. I, I can't do it. For you, I can't hold your hand yep. and introduce you to like your nine best new friends. Like we're in fucking basic training at Kid Fort Jackson or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. You have to. You have to do that part yourself. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. Yep. That's it. Well, we've got a few questions. Um, let me see here. I'm going to cover these. I don't keep you all night. So, HVC one there says, "Will there be more Wendigo books in the future?" Oh, good question. Uh, I would like to say yes, but I, I don't know, man. Like I said, this one was a vision. Like, you really can't make a sequel vision until they give you one. Well, 
But we could do the prequel because right here's the next question about writing the prequel to the Wendigos. Now you can write about the whole Man. war. <laughs> yeah, no, I have I have thought very very much about a prequel. That might that might actually be next. A prequel would be cool for that. That would be some epic storytelling right there, Bo. Um, and really, those are the only questions directly at you. Somebody in here asked. This one's aimed at me, and I'll answer for you guys. So on Hollywood, um, we're acquiring a new entertainment lawyer. My entertainment lawyer's wife had a stroke, uh, oh, so he's out of the picture. And that put everything on hold, and it has been on hold for a few months now because of this. But we finally have a new lawyer. Um, I think I have a conference call with them tomorrow. We'll get all this all set up and, of course, give them piles of fucking money, and then they'll get to work <laughs> and do what we need to do. And uh, one of these days, hopefully, guys, we will see going home on the screen. But, you know, it's just part of the process, y'all. It's just the shit you got to deal with. So, before we run it's off, money like, being the key phrase, it's always the fucking money. Um, piles of it's money. The money. It's <laughs> piles of money. Um, uh, what's your prediction for moving forward this year? Mm -hmm. How do, how do you see things? Broad strokes, nothing detailed, but like, what do you see? How do you see the year playing out? I got my ideas. So oh, sure. Uh, so I, I'm gonna say it's it's actually hilarious. Uh, after 2020, the people that still believed the voting system worked and uh, they were going to vote harder. <laughs> and then a lot of them came back in 22 and they're like, they fucking stole it again. Like, oh my God, that's shocking. Holy shit. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. So I, I, man, I can't even predict the election because I think it's a script somewhere and it doesn't fucking matter. I, I don't think they're going to let, yeah, well, I, don't they're gonna, I don't think they're going to let Joe get reelected. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say now he won't run. He does not run. That's my that makes call. sense to me. I, I, they, the only thing I could see them pulling a slicky boy on would be uh, letting him get reelected and then letting uh, Newsom take over. But I don't think they will. I think they'll let Joe be the fall guy for all this bad shit that's happened. And I think Newsom's the guy. Because they know if, if Trump did get elected, and, and I don't know that they would let him I don't run know. all the way yeah. through an election. I think he might, you know, have a slip and fall. Uh, right. But... If they know that if he gets in, he's going to crucify some of these people and, and they're going to need people around. They're going to need bodies and they're going to offer Joe up on a silver platter to him. I'm pretty sure I think anything so. to keep him from looking at them, but because there will be retribution this time. Last time, I think Trump, in my eyes, anyway, he kind of took the high road. You know, he talked all that shit about Hillary in the, in the election leading up to it. Once he was there, he's like, eh, I'm not going to do nothing. I don't think he's going to take that. I'm not going to do nothing approach this time. I think he's going to he's going to look for some get back. You know, he, unless have you considered this? Unless he was their guy to start with, and he was just there to buy time, uh, which is man, I, I've said that a couple times myself. I, I have those scary thoughts at night. In the I've back said of my that head a couple too. times. Yeah, he's made. You know, he made it. He made it on the Simpsons, and that there, you know, that there says something in my opinion. <laughs> Talked so, a lot. Yeah, didn't get a lot done. Talked a lot of shit and didn't get a lot done. Yeah, well, you know. It was his first time. Come on. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, I could see that, but uh, I, I do think it'll go all the way to an election. I think, I, I think it's Newsom. That's my, that's my guess. Uh, as far as like other big shit, um, I don't know, man. My, my biggest concern right now is the, the, the money system is breaking, and I try to get like married to like a hypothesis because that's you know that 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 never works yeah. out. But my uh, my big concern this year is for the monetary system. They try to do something to move us over to uh, digital currency, and uh, I would think that would probably be 
post-election, but it's not guaranteed. I mean, you can you can create fucking mayhem prior to one two in order to influence how you're going to let that election well, roll out. But I think if they if they try to roll out the the, the CBDC, uh, the economic fallout from that would be so terrible. They would have to wait till after an election if they if Post. they were worried about being getting their party reelected. Now, if they're not worried about that, which they probably aren't, because exactly. they already probably know the outcome of the election. They may go ahead and do it anyway, but because yeah, I see, I see as the election progresses and the Democrats finally come up with a list of who's going to run, you know, get yeah. their fucking faces on there. Shit um, yeah, get. To, I think that we'll start seeing a slow creep on violence because you know we're already in the pink phase of right. insurgency here. You know, we're just yeah. waiting for things to go kinetic. And I think it'll look South American style. A lot of motorcycle kind of hits or people mm-hmm. random. I think there's also going to be a whole lot of of settling scores and, and get back happening in this same time frame, So it's going to be hard to distinguish the two things from each other. Just like what happens when these things go down, you got a beef with somebody and there's people being shot every day, everywhere. Well, what's one let's more, handle you know? It. Right. Yeah. Let's go handle it. So, but I think we'll see that increase slowly. And, and I predict cities are going to burn again. I figure that's, oh, yeah. but I think, I, figured, yeah. I, I don't think there'll be as many on the sidelines this time i think people on the right will actually get involved because you know we saw this the first the prequel to this movie you know we've already seen the prequel so yeah we kind of know where yeah. they're going and, and we're gonna people are gonna have to do something you're not going to be able to be passive i don't think um, yeah i agree it's the key factor i think you're gonna have to it, it, the the hand's gonna be forced i think this time well, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of outrage too, uh, which you know a lot of times is impotent. But there's a lot of like brewing anger too about uh, even that most recent murder by the illegal immigrant and that nursing student. Uh, I mean, people were pissed oh. off at that at that uh, at that press conference today, and you can only push shit like that so far before you know vigilantes come out of the woodwork. That's just how shit works. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is ultimately kind of what they want to happen. But might might be time for the bald knobbers to make a comeback. I'm just saying. <laughs> Right. right. If you don't know who they are, Google them. There's some good history for you. I mean, you're going to Missouri, so I'm going to Missouri. That's why. I, that's why I was putting out it. Hey, we did get we did get another question here. Uh, Stu's asking, when is the training schedule going to be live for people to sign up and come out and train with you? Because I'm sure you've never heard that question before, which right. is why I wanted to ask it here. No, that's a good so. question. So mostly for the uh, for the last two three years, I've mostly been doing private courses. Uh, that's just kind of been what, what we've stuck to. I I've been meaning to get some mm-hmm. open enrollment courses, but I still haven't done it. Uh, right now I'm booked up through mid May, I believe I had to ask my uh, scheduler slash wife if that's true or not, mm-hmm. but, uh, hopefully sometime early summer, we're going to get some open enrollment classes going too. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, man, you got anything, uh, you want to share with everybody? Where can they find you? Where can they find your books? Cause somebody asked that. Um, but we all know the answer to that is Amazon. Um, but yeah, socials, you want to point them at stuff you want them to look at anything you got coming up. You want to put out real quick, man. Sure, man. I appreciate it. Uh, well, one guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, I want to come back sometime for sure. I had a, had an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate your opportunity. Uh, yeah. you, can, you can find my stuff on Amazon. Uh, my primary social is uh, way off the res on Twitter. Uh, if you want to look at some of the, uh, the, oh, I didn't talk about this at all, but I'll, I'll give it a brief thing. One of the things I started doing last year was I have a, an entire airsoft uh, training thing that has live fire stuff attached to it. So you can train your garage, your airsoft gun, 
and then go to the weekend on the weekend go to the range and shoot live fire that's called a uh, defiance training group you can find it at defiance training group.com um cool we've been we've been ironing that out but it's a it's a good program and it's for like basic pistol skills uh so you know if you don't have a lot of time and money to burn ammo it's a good place to go other than that yeah man i'm on amazon i'm on twitter and those are my primaries yeah i see you on twitter all the time that's how we got to know each other was stumbling around there with the same uh yeah same Russ, i saw that we're gonna talk about it yeah we're, we're just tripping over the same dudes all the time so it, uh, it, and it and it just fit it fit it, it worked out well here's one thing we didn't bring up and i actually meant to and somebody made a comment and asked so i'm gonna put it up here so we can all kind of give our opinions on this one what do you think about the military hobbyist dude that lit himself up I'll go first. Man, this, go is what happens. this is what happens when you let fucking mental patients into your armed forces. Like, you got to be fucking crazy yeah. to set yourself on fire. Like, that's a terrible way to die. Like, you got to be like, that is brutal. fucking insane. And uh, this is uh, this is a, an inevitable conclusion to stopping screening for mental health. Yeah. 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 He was, he was trying to emulate that monk in Saigon. Right. Uh, the, the, you know, I think he should have sat in the lotus position as well. He stood up, but give the kid some credit. Screwed it up. He kept he kept his shit together though. Like I mean, if I'd have yeah. been on fire, I mean, I have been on fire before, and I make a lot more noise, and I move around a lot more than that. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, he just stood there and took that shit. Like, but but that's, again, uh, that's dedication or a lot of narcotics. One of the two. I'm thinking it's a combination. He was dedicated and probably medicated. It's my personal belief because he was just too calm for it. Um, and you're right, it is a sign of mental illness, but it also shows that there is a large segment of our society on the extreme left. I'm not painting Democrats as this. I'm talking those cultural Marxists, communists, you know, whatever you want to call Maoists, all those out there on the far fringe of the left are mentally ill people. And now you're seeing how committed they are to their struggle. That's a very good point. And That's a very good point. Because people are watching him, you know, and, and the leftists are really talking him up. And someone said, and it's funny the stuff that they'll bitch about. Like someone said, rest in peace or rest in power, excuse me. And then immediately there's some white chick. Well, that's what you say to black people that have died. And you shouldn't be saying this to them because he's a cracker um, <laughs> who immolated himself for the cause he believed in. So think about it, guys. He believed in stop the genocide thing in Palestine so deeply that he went and set himself on fire like that's a level of dedication that we don't see on this side of the fence i mean we do but things have got to be in pretty dire straits before we see it but but when that cream does rise to the top it's the best there is i mean there is nobody better at doing these kind of things that are, that are coming up in our future i think than the people positioned in this country that that, that the no, government of them billions showed up training them up <laughs> Yeah, training them up, you know. I mean, they, they, we've got guys that have PhDs in insurgency in this country. I mean, what do they think this is going to look like? I mean, you know, uh, it's not going to be pretty. Here's something so, else. Here's here's something else about training with your fellow fellow uh, neighbors is I get together with quite a few of my friends at least once a week, sometimes more, but we try at least once a week to get together. And you will find if these are the people that you want to be around when stuff gets stupid, right? 
training brings it out. If you want to know if Charlie next door is the dude you want to hang with in the post-apocalyptic world, go train with them. You'll find out real quick or vice versa. They'll find out that you're a putz and they don't want to be around you. But, you know, this is how you develop those. You know, uh, I, I imagine if I would have trained with uh, Mr. Mr. Tiki Torch, that there would have been signs, you know, there would have <laughs> yeah. been signs that I didn't want to be Tiki friends with George. him. <laughs> you, you're doing an immediate action drill, he dumps gasoline, so like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, you're like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's not the diversity gasoline <laughs> There's your sign, right? You know, that's how you find out, man. That's what you got to do. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. I want to th throw one more thing on your training thing there. Yeah, man. I also want people to remember that combat is a team sport. All right. This is actually one thing that we got to get over on our side. We got to stop thinking about fair fights and dumb shit. Fair fights is when you're yes. 16 at a bar and everybody's going to be friends afterwards. Combat yeah. is absolutely a fucking team sport and you need to yeah. win decisively and you need to cheat your ass off. And I like to say it like, hey, look, man, I got like a couple of PhDs in like gunfights and shit. Like I'm way better than the average dude, but I can't take 10 of them. All right, so yeah. if you got to go to my house, bring eleven. All right, you need to <laughs> you need to think in those minds. You really fucking do. You need to think yeah. in those mindsets of we're going to mm. cheat our ass off. Nothing fair about this. Uh, if I can kill somebody at oh. home in their bed while they're asleep, that's the preferred way to do it. If things are really bad. Yeah, yeah. that's the difference between Tier on One Delta and Joe Schmo. Right, Tier One right. Delta trains as a team, nonstop, all the time, exactly. together. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. If you're not training with your people, it's not going to work out well for you. You know, you know, I was, I'm, I'm just now going through Chris's first book and, you know, I just got to the part where he took one in the back of the head and I was like, man, that's not the guy you want to be doing stuff with no. or the girl no. under in that circumstance. Well, that goes back to, to the client of the K again. We have a whole chapter on pressure testing. And it's everything from ourselves yeah. and our, you know, our, our ourselves and our kit to our teammates to like our plan, like everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. until you put that thing under some pressure, it's all theory. Yeah. You know, it's all theory. True. And I don't, I don't want to be walking out on the field on game day with a bunch of fucking theory in my pocket. I want to have <laughs> proven, proven, repeatable results to back it up. You know, <laughs> a pocket full of theory. That's a, that's a bad way to start the shit out, man. I'm going to use that one. If you don't he, care, yeah. that's not patent. I like that. Not one. yet, but I'll, I will have a trademark, but I'll, I'll hook you up. All right. Let me borrow <laughs> so, it down again. You can have it anytime you want, man. Well, Clay, dude, thanks for coming on, man. I was really looking forward to this. It was as much fun as I thought it was. We are going to do it again in the near future because uh, I want uh, Sue in here. Uh, you and him would, would get along great. He's a fifth group guy, too. Well, you probably know him if you know Carl. Sue Sue, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I know Sue. Everybody knows Sue. Sue's a fucking yeah. legend. It's, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows Sue. That's why I was wanting him in here tonight. I thought he was going to be here. And then we got our buddy, Emory Morgenstern. Do you know him? I know that name, but I don't think I know him personally. He, he runs with Carl, but he's Israeli SF. Okay. Uh, okay. And, I, and I probably don't heard him, Sue and him are just... Two fucked up peas in a twisted pod. They <laughs> are the yin and yang. Uh, the yin and yang. Yeah, right there. yeah. yeah they're they're getting on each other's yangs is what they're doing. Um oh, okay. but it'd be it'd be a lot of fun to have them in here talking to you too, mm -hmm. man. So um, Yeah, hell yeah. T you got anything you want to leave them with tonight, man? 
Man, I appreciate it, Clay. Like like Chris said, it was an awesome time. Great to uh, talk to you. Hopefully, you're freed up. You can come out in May. Yeah, that first weekend of May yeah. will be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a um, – and if you do, man, get with – I can give you my number, or you can get with Chris, and he can get yeah. you in contact with me, whatever. Uh, we'll get you a place to camp and the cool. whole bit. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. I mean, we're literally – we're going to have Sue and Emery and us and – and uh you know you i mean we've got a huge group of people that's going to just be there the whole time and it's going to be it's it's going to be entertaining to say the least oh, yeah i know that'd be yeah. awesome and there's actually a couple local boys i'd like to introduce you to off the uh off the side Hell yeah. Too. yeah that would be yeah. 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 right there in the fucking neighborhood so and the and the Perfect. best part is too in the evenings you know how training goes in the evenings we'll be yeah. around the fire pits you yeah. know break bread share cocktails talk meet people, go back to that tribe thing or Wolf Lodge yeah. in this case. How do you meet these people? How do you find them? Well, this is how you find them. This is how you fucking and do it. You need to interact yeah. with them. You need to spend time with them and you need to do it on the good days and the bad days. You gotta you gotta make sure you're, the folks you're gonna surround yourself with are legit. And that's the hardest part. Amen to that. So, Alright guys, well we are on the road tomorrow, headed for Oklahoma and then we'll be back whenever the fuck we get back. And But we'll be at the Kentucky show russ can you throw the first one up there the link because i can never remember the name of it. it's kentucky bushcraft survival there it is homesteading that's man preparedness uh, aftershock something or other yeah yeah aftershock all this stuff yeah my wife had to go to this one too we couldn't make it this year uh but yeah ah we'll be at that one and there's one the following weekend in bowling green kentucky sustainable living we will be at that one as well and then coming right off of that we head down to seo for uh the uh, SRF Self Reliance Festival. So we'll be down there in Canada as well. So we're doing all three of those. Or what's on deck in the immediate future? Uh, so very fun. Well, lots of driving. I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning, take my truck, put it in the shop, get the oil changed, and then drive to fucking Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> at least I'll, I'll shoot you my number that. though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. I'll shoot you my number and let's let's holler at each other and try to stay in touch okay. because uh, if we Swing it, dude. Definitely want to get yeah. it. So, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That'd be awesome. So, all right. All right, guys. Y'all know the drill. Be good or be good at it. We'll catch you probably pre record next week, I'm thinking. I don't think I'll be on here because I'm going to be moving furniture in New Orleans. So, till then, be good or be good at it.